At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. This is The Look Ahead right here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And you know what? We've got ourselves a great show tonight as... It was a little bit of a white knuckler getting in here, not going to lie. There is flooding that is going out here in lovely Las Vegas, and as a result, thank goodness I wind up leaving early for these shows, as you might see at GUnit underscore 81 on Twitter. It's been really going on, but with that said, we made it here in one piece. A little bit more wet than typical, but we've got a great show, as we're going to be joined here in the first hour by John Von Tobel. He does a great job taking a look at the game of basketball for us. We're going to be taking a look at that. He also does a great job just following a wide variety of things. You may know him from out here in the Las Vegas area. He does a great job taking a look at like the Mountain West when it comes to college football, college basketball. Mainly going to be keeping it basketball-centric with him in our number one. So that is going to be terrific. And then in our number two, Dan Vreeland. He has joined me quite a few times out here on the look at. Going to be taking a look at this week's fights and just taking a look at what we're getting in terms of the UFC as well, you've got the big Pena versus Nunez fight. So we're going to be breaking that down and so much more. So going to have some fun there. And then in our number three, you've got Chris Rayborn. He does a terrific job over there at the Action Network, taking a look at all things football with him. So we've got a lot that's going down on the show tonight. So it is going to be a lot of fun. And it is going to be very interesting to see what we wind up getting moving forward out in Major League Baseball as well as Something that we've noticed ever since the All-Star break. We are now seven games clear of the All-Star break and teams coming back since the first games wound up being played last Thursday. But 
in the span of the last seven days, we have seen underdogs hitting at right around a 45% clip. And I don't think that that is going to be the case moving forward because we are going to have teams that are really going to be in sell mode. We've already seen the Kansas City Royals wind up making a big move, sending Andrew Benatendi to the New York Yankees. Very strange when you wind up having a Royals versus Yankees series and Andrew Benatendi winds up flying to New York as a Kansas City Royal. And then he winds putting on a Yankees uniform in game number one of the series. But certainly has been a case where the underdogs have been able to rise up recently, going 42 and 52 straight up here in the last seven days. That's right around 44.7%, according to our good friends at Covers. But I do think that now is the time to be able to feast on some of these underdogs. And it is important to take a look at how some of these teams wind up getting adjusted at the trade deadline as well, which is coming up in right around a week because we are going to notice that there's going to be some underdogs that there's still going to be quite a bit of value on. And I think that what is going to be very important as well is taking a look at some of these teams that they've got, shall we say, young guys that are sort of on the precipice. Now, unfortunately, the team was not able to come through and have a big year this year, but you wound up seeing a team like the Detroit Tigers. They wound up being a team that wound up having an above 500 record last season after they wound up beginning the year right around 15, 20 games below 500. There was a little bit of a lost season, but they had a bunch of young guys that were looking to get in some innings, guys like Tariq Skubal, a lot of guys that wound up unfortunately being lost for the year, like a Matt Manning, like even their former number one overall draft pick as well. I mean, you're able to go down the line of these Detroit Tigers pitchers that wound up getting ruled out and that really set them behind the eight ball for this season. But there are going to be some teams that are going to be like this. And hey, perhaps the Kansas City Royals, who they wind up losing, but they wind up covering the run line against the New York Yankees in a 1-0 loss. Maybe they could be one of those teams with Bobby Wood Jr. when fully healthy, being one of the better rookies out there in all of baseball, was a very good up-and-coming prospect for this bunch. You've got still Brady Singer, one of taking the mound on Thursday. Winds up punching out 10, seven scoreless innings. Only reason why the Yankees were able to get the W is because of a Aaron Judge walk-off homer. That is going to be something really interesting to take a look at. Obviously, you've got younger teams that are currently in the playoff race, like the Seattle Mariners. They wind up losing on Thursday, but another case of a team that they're probably going to be looking to add at the trade deadline. And this is a little bit of a unique case in and of itself. You're able to take a look at all the analytics and what have you with the Seattle Mariners, but they've got more motivation than darn near any other team and really any sport in general because with the Seattle Mariners, what is so intriguing about them is that the last time they wanted to make in the playoffs, and I've mentioned this a few times and it's worth bearing out once again, the fact that the last time they wanted to make in the playoffs, 2001. Yes, think that that fan base is going to be like, yeah, we're sort of sick of waiting. Even if we wind up bowing out in the first round of the playoffs in the wild card round, at the very least, let's wind up getting to the playoffs because, I mean, those fans are starving. I actually used to work at a affiliate station of the Seattle Mariners back in my time in Portland, Oregon, and I can tell you right now, very good fan base, a fan base that is very supportive of the Seattle Mariners. So trust me, you've got to believe that they're going to be going for it as well. Man, I do think that it is interesting to take a look at a little bit from a futures perspective as well because you do have some of these teams that, in the past, they've made trades that have not necessarily quite worked out. Like even the Brewers a few years ago when they wanted bringing in Jonathan Scope in a little bit of a trade deadline move, they were still able to make the postseason that year. And the Eduardo Escobar last, trade last year for the Milwaukee Brewers, I would say that that one didn't wind up panning out. They were still able to make the postseason in both of those years. But in both seasons, you would have probably liked to see them be able to make a little bit of a deeper run. But 
in terms of odds to be able to win the league right now out there in the American League. You've obviously got your big two, the Yankees, plus 170 to be able to win the American League in the, according to DraftKings, and at plus 215, you've got the Houston Astros as well. From there, it's a big fall off. You've got the Blue Jays at plus 550, the White Sox at 13 to 1, the Rays at 15 to 1, Mariners at 18 to 1. I personally do think that there's just a big giant chasm between the top two and everyone else. If the Blue Jays wind up being able to trade for some arms, that would be very helpful. And you say Kikuchi, he did on Thursday wind up having a little bit of a better start. I can't make too much out of having a five-inning start in which he wind up giving up one run against a Detroit Tigers team, though. That's literally averaging about 2.65 runs per game on the road. They wind up scoring three runs in their loss against the Toronto Blue Jays, and that actually helped the amount of runs per game that they're scoring in road games as far this season. So hard to be able to get behind some of those teams, but I do think that things wind up getting a little bit more interesting out there in the National League because right now you've got your clear favor with the Dodgers at a plus 170. They wind up putting up 13 runs all by themselves, shutting out the Colorado Rockies and Coors. Not an easy feat to be able to do. Clearly, they're the number one team, but... When it comes to the LA Dodgers, we've seen it time and time again. When you wind up getting into a five or seven game series against them, sometimes things don't wind up going necessarily the world's best. And some of those teams that are a little bit of a longer shot have a little bit of value. Now, at this point, the Giants at 28 to 1, they're just not offering a lot of value because they might wind up being sellers when it's all said and done at the deadline. This is a bunch that's currently below 500. So has not necessarily been going their way, but. Who knows? With Fernando Tatis Jr. perhaps coming back into the fold for the San Diego Padres at 11-1, they could be able to bear out a little bit of value with the Milwaukee Brewers at plus 850. I've been saying it for quite a while. I am not necessarily a believer in this team. And honestly, when it's all said and done, I would rather be taking a look at the St. Louis Cardinals in their division and the St. Louis Cardinals 18-1. Look no further than last year with this team. They wound up going on that 17-game win streak after the All-Star break. They looked like they were as good as dead in the playoff race because of San Diego Padres up until that month of September. They were looking very solid, and I believe that the Padres wound up losing something like 21 out of 32 games to just completely torpedo their chances of being able to get into the postseason. Meanwhile, the St. Louis Cardinals, they wind up going on that run, and they were in the ninth inning in a tie game before they wound up having, shall we say, a less than trustworthy reliever wind up coming into the game. And Winds up giving up a walk-off home run. Uh, I believe it was Mr. Chris Taylor who wound up hitting that one. So they're a team with that pedigree that they could be able to bust through. The Braves have 4-1. to one. I think that they're an intriguing story as well. You want to note with the Atlanta Braves, going into what we wound up seeing on Thursday, Austin Riley over the last 30 days, he's sitting at 4-0-4 with 10 home runs. I mean, it is ridiculous what he has been able to do for this team. But I do think that in terms of taking a look at the futures market and what teams are buyers and sellers, it is going to be interesting to see how these teams wind up getting bolstered and how these things wind up realigning themselves as well. Because if the Atlanta Braves, because I think one thing that they could really use is another bullpen piece, even though they've got the top bullpen out there in the National League. All of you guys have taken run lines on the Atlanta Braves this season. Many of you are probably salty at the fact that Kenley Jansen has been doing a terrific job of blowing many of those. That is something that would be able to put them over the top with the Brewers in general. You just need a bat. Right now, out of guys that have seen at least 150 at-bats, you've got 
nobody that is sitting above 260. You've got Mark Brasso in about 100 at-bats. He's been hitting right around 285. You need a little bit more there. And then the San Diego Padres. It was announced that Mackenzie Gore looks like he's not going to be back for the rest of the season. And I felt like he could be a little bit of an X-factor. Wanted seeing a fall-off after he had a really tremendous first two, two and a half months of the season. But certainly a Padres team that I think that they're very intriguing to take a look at because they've been able to average a little bit over five runs per game on the road this season. And that's despite the fact that many of us, we have our shall we say, question marks of if the San Diego Padres are for real in terms of a a perspective of just being able to put up runs in general. Manny Machado has really been the only te- guy that has been able to go yard for this team thus far this season. So I do think that they're going to be worth an interesting look. And what you've got to keep in mind with some of these teams as well is that some of the best acquisitions that they're going to be having aren't necessarily via trade. If you're looking at the futures market, keep in mind some of these guys that are, as I like to call it, out of sight, out of mind. Like with the Milwaukee Brewers, if they wind up getting back Freddie Peralta, that's big for them. Now, I wanted speaking to then Brewers pre and post game host Matt Pauly a few weeks ago about this, and it looks like Freddie Peralta probably not going to be good to go until August. There's a chance that he winds up coming back as actually a bullpen piece for the Milwaukee Brewers. Meanwhile, Fernando Tatis Jr., no doubt, he's one of the biggest guys out there in terms of if he's able to come back, if he's able to fire on all cylinders, that all of a sudden gives the San Diego Padres the pop in the lineup that they need to perhaps be able to take that five or seven game series from the LA Dodgers and then with the Philadelphia Phillies as well. Bryce Harper, if he winds up coming back from that injury, they're able to do enough to just tread water going into the postseason, get him back. That would be something that could be able to put them over the top as well. And that's always one of the biggest things in terms of handicapping as well. We take a look at the rosters on a day-in, day-out basis. We're going to be taking a look at these acquisitions as well. Keep in mind, some of these guys are lurking behind the scenes, ready to be able to make their emergence as well. So there's a lot to take a look at in terms of Major League Baseball right now. And in terms of Major League Baseball, there's a lot to be able to take a look at. 15 games coming up on the board for Friday. So we're going to start to take a look at some of these, try to be able to make you guys some money, and try to have this be a wonderful weekend as it is. Greg Peterson holding it down for Scott Seidenberg tonight on The Lookhead right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a simpler way to enjoy nicotine satisfaction and enjoy lasting change on your terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are the fresher, simpler way to enjoy nicotine that has helped millions of people achieve lasting success by offering smoke-free and spit-free satisfaction. I'm not sure about you, but there have been times in my life in which I knew that I needed to make a change, but I just wasn't quite ready. And I'm sure that there's a lot of smokers and dippers out there that are able to relate to this. Zinn understands that there's not one right time to make a change and that everyone's on their own journey, everyone's on their own timeline. So when you're feeling ready to take that first step towards change, Zinn is going to be there for you with the right strength, the right flavor at the right time. If you're thinking about making a change and you want to learn a little bit more, go to ZYN.com to check out a little bit more about Zinn Nicotine Pouches. That is ZYN.com. And warning, this is a product that contains nicotine. Nicotine, it is an addictive chemical. We're back here on The Look at Myself, Greg Peterson, holding it down for Scott Seidenberg. And Scott, it looks like he's going to be back on Monday. So I'll be with you guys tonight, and then I'll be back with you guys on Sunday night as well. Always glad to be holding it down. I know that Scott absolutely loves baseball. I myself always love to be able to look at America's pastime as well. So let's start out with a game with a pretty demonstrative money line. There is probably going to be one more that when it's all said and done winds up having a bigger money line in Tigers versus the Blue Jays, where I sit right now. Circa is currently the only place with a number up on this game. So hopefully we'll have more numbers on that game as we wind up going through the show tonight. But let's take a look at Yankees Royals 963-964 on the betting board as you do have Chris with a K Boobich, who's going to be getting the start for the Royals, and Garrett Cole is going to be on the bump for the Yankees. Yankees open up a minus 360 favorite. This has come down in quite a few spots, so more around about a minus 345 is the highest I'm seeing. I'm seeing as low as a minus 330, and I feel like the Royals are going to be able to get anywhere between plus 280 and plus 299. 8.5 is the total in quite a few spots. We're seeing some 8s out there as well. If you're seeing an 8, you're probably getting right around minus 115 to minus 120 juice on the over end. I'm going to be taking a look at an 8 over. I was a little bit surprised that this wanted coming down from the 8.5. Makes a little bit of sense when you see how Garrett Cole has been pitching, though, at home this season. He has been able to post up right around a 210 ERA, has been able to do an absolutely magnificent job of being able to hold down the forward end. Has been able to give the team nearly 12 strikeouts per nine innings. The command has been relatively solid for him as well. And for Chris with the K, Bubich, well, the command has not been there for him. He has been giving up right around five walks per nine innings. So, the good news for Chris Bubich is that his ERA goes from north of a six at home to on the road 
being more like a 460, but certainly not eliciting a lot of confidence. And with Chris with the K Bubich, he has already had two starts this season in which he failed to make it out of the first inning, which that's really not good when you consider that this is also a Royals team that they're dead last in the American League in terms of bullpen ERA. So that winds up making a bad situation and just making it even worse. And for the Kansas City Royals, there's just a lack of power in terms of this lineup as well as right now you've got Salvador Perez along with Whit Merrifield, your, or I should say Bobby Wood Jr., your top two home run hitters currently out of the fold. As we know, Andrew Benatendi, he winds up getting dealt to the New York Yankees. Ironically enough, he used to be with the Boston Red Sox as well, but that is really going to set them behind as well. And then you've also got for this Kansas City Royals team, a guy who's been able to do a relatively solid job of being able to move the line a little bit more recently in Whitbeerfield Jr. hitting right around at 245. Nicky Lopez is in sort of that vein as well. But when you're relying upon guys like Jose Cua, Scott Barlow and company to hold it down, it's not a great place to be. And Scott Barlow is the man that wound up allowing that walk-off home run to Aaron Judge. And for Judge, right now on pace for more than 60 home runs this season. And then behind him, you've got a pair of guys in Aaron Anthony Rizzo along with John Carlos San will be able to give you 23 and 24 home runs apiece. You've had Aaron X actually give you a 360 on base. I know that many Yankees fans don't necessarily have the world's greatest thoughts about him, but he's been able to move the line for the team. Jose Trevino has been able to get on base. CJ LeMayu hitting a 280. Ben I mentioned earlier, he's hitting above a 300, and that makes it all the worse for our good friend Chris with the K. Bubich, who's currently lying opponents at a 285 off of him with a 367 on base. Those are some of the worst numbers that you're going to find for anyone that has pitched at least 60 innings thus far this season. So I really do think that this is a spot in which the Kansas City Royals are very much behind it, especially with the Yankees having the second-best bullpen ERA out there in the big leagues, even though you do have a couple of injuries with this team. Chad Green is on the fold, has been for quite a while. His season is on Michael King. you got to figure that he's probably going to be either done for the year or if he does come back, it's going to be very, very late on through the season. And Rolls Chapman just not who he used to be, and he's been dealing with his ailments as well. He's been in and out of the fold for this bunch, but you do have someone like Clark Schmidt where if you need length, he's actually been a really good long reliever with a sub-3 ERA. We wanted to see Clay Olps pitch. Yesterday, he's got a sub-2 ERA, but you still have Wani Peralta out there in the bullpen, Lucas Lukey as well, and for Lukey, ever since I would say the first two months of the season, he's actually been one of the best relievers out there in all of baseball. He's sub two ERA since the beginning of the month of June, so he's done a nice job being able to hold down the Ford. I do think that the Yankees are worthy of being this big of a favorite. I was willing to lay up to north of a minus 170 on the run line of the seam. I think that you do want to try to reduce the juice north of $3. That just is getting up there, and it's getting a little bit costly, but at right around minus 170 on the run line. I do think that you're able to mitigate the juice a little bit more. And if you're looking to mitigate it further, even beyond the run line, something like if you think that Garrett Cole is going to have a good start, and I certainly do think so as well, odds on Garrett Cole to be able to record a win is a place in which you're able to go to be able to do that. A strikeout prop is not necessarily a bet on like the Yankees money line slash run line. That could be something that you look at as well. If you think that the Kansas City Royals, who have been a team that year in and year out, typically they actually do a solid job of not necessarily having a ton of strikeouts right now. I'm seeing the Garrett Cole strikeout prop at an 8.5 at a plus 120 juice, but that's another way that you could go about it to be able to reduce the juice in. Probably going to need to look at a few more of these moving forward just because when it comes down to it, you're going to be seeing more of these teams like the Kansas City Royals, like the Oakland A's, when they wind up selling off parts. They wind up going from 
being more like plus $2 underdogs where you'd find a team like the Yankees at right around like a minus 250 or so. Now you're seeing it get north of $3. I would not doubt it if when it's all said and done, we see like a Yankees versus A's series. If I believe that the A's already played the Yankees at home, but even on the road, those are going to be Run line prices, which are going to be approaching north of minus 170, much like this one as well. So you're going to see some, shall we say, outgun teams, to say the least. And I wound up finding that Garrett Cole, to record a yes prop at DraftKings, you're able to get that at a minus 130. So that's another way what you're able to reduce the juice. And hey, we did wind up seeing the game, wind up landing on one on Thursday. And obviously, if you wind up taking Jamison Tyon to be able to record a win, that was one that did not wind up getting there. I think with Chris with a K Bubich going out there, it's a little bit more likely. And I mean, with Chris with a K Bubich, his to record a win prop being yes at a plus four dollars. Honestly, I would need a little bit more if you're looking to try to get juicy with the Kansas City Royals if you do like them in the spot. And I do not. So it's a spot in which I'd be looking at an eight over because I do think that the Yankees get to Mr. Bubich in this spot. And I'm going to be taking a look personally at a Yankees run line as I don't have as much access to a lot of these props that many of you guys out there on the East Coast, like odds to be able to record a win. Total basis props are very good in terms of hitters as well. I know that the East Coast books have done a very good job. Like your DraftKings, you're able to go to Bet Rivers, go down the line. They've been able to do a very solid job of being able to give out these offerings. And when it comes to the other demonstrative money line, hopefully we're going to be able to get a little bit more information on this one and we get a couple more books that wind up listing this before the night is out. We've got Tigers versus Blue Jays. This is 965, 966 on the betting board. As I mentioned, Circa currently the only book that is offering this, and it is minus 365 on the Jays with Alec Manoa going and Brian Garcia and company of the Detroit Tigers plus 321. And if you're taking a look at the run line, you have to lay a minus 185 with the Blue Jays. You're getting a plus 163 with the Tigers. And at current numbers, what I'd be looking at is getting a run and half with the Detroit Tigers. I don't necessarily want a guy in Brian Garcia necessarily being too trustworthy, but with Brian Garcia, if you take a look at him, he has made three starts this year at the minor league level. The rest of them have been relief appearances. So he's made 31 total appearances at the minor league level. He's pitched about 40 innings. So he's been about a one to two inning guy out there at the minor league level. This is pretty much to put it politely, a bullpen game with the Detroit Tigers. And, Honestly, I would rather have a Tigers bullpen game rather than insert your poopy starter like Elvin Rodriguez here because the Detroit Tigers have actually done a good job out of the bullpen this season. They rank in the top six in terms of bullpen ERA. You've got guys that are former starters like a Michael Fulmer that's able to give you a few innings. Willie Peralta being on the injured list does wind up hurting this team a little bit. But with the Detroit Tigers, the only thing that they've done well is being able to pitch out of the bullpen. Now, with Alec Manoa, he's been able to do a very solid job. He's got an ERA that is sub-225. His strikeouts per nine rate, a little bit down from last season, but sub-two walks per nine innings, giving up right around .8 home runs per nine innings. So a question about it. The advantage should be to the Blue Jays, but... With the Blue Jays as well, this is a bullpen that they've been a little bit shaky for the season as a whole. Now, over the last three days, they've actually been about a top 10, top 12 team in terms of bullpen area with guys like David Phelps. You're able to throw in there even some like a Jordan Romano who's been the closer, being able to do a relatively solid job. And like I said, hopefully we wind up getting more numbers on this game a little bit later. But if I'm able to get plus 163, getting a run and half with the Tigers, that's something that appeals to me. You know what else appeals to me? Being able to talk a little basketball. John Von Tobel is our resident NBA expert and also does a great job hosting the edge. He is going to be joining me next as we take a look at some futures right here on The Look At on Visa, the Sports Bank Network. 
This is the look ahead on VSN, the sports betting network. Join the Born and A Ballpark Challenge presented by Blue Moon. Can be for free for cash all season long. Enter into weekly prediction pool to fight for your share of $62,500 in total cash prizes. Head on over to DraftKings.com slash Blue Moon now to be able to join in on the action. Blue Moon, made brighter, 21 years or older. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions do apply. See DraftKings.com for details. And as per usual, please do drink responsibly. Yes, we're back here on the lookout with myself, Greg Peterson, and it is always a pleasure to be joined by this man because he does an absolutely amazing job here at the network. He is our main NBA insider, and he also does an amazing job just taking a look at a little bit of everything as you're able to catch him Monday through Friday on The Edge, hosting over there with Matt Humans. And guys did something very awesome a few weeks ago, hosting over there from Summer League. And John, it is always great to have you aboard. Thank you. What's up, Greg? How's it going? Hope you've been well. Uh, hope you're staying dry. I've seen the footage of what has happened in the Circa Sportsbooks. That's pretty wild. Hopefully our friends at Circa get that fixed up. But uh, how you doing, buddy? I am doing good, and I said this a little bit earlier. If I would have left 10 minutes later with the flash flooding around here, I would have not have made it on this show, and right now you'd be getting dead hair. So fortunately, we wound up doing that, but... With that said, I know that there is never a dry time in terms of just taking a look at the NBA market as well. And when it comes to what we're seeing right now, Kevin Durant is currently still dangling out there. Do you think that Kevin Durant, when it's all said and done, is actually going to be traded? Because I think that that's a big question right now because we've been seeing a couple teams wind up circulating. It sounds like the Boston Celtics are a team that they're really looking to be able to put together a package for them. But I think that's just a interesting ordeal. And even if a team does wind up trading for Kevin Durant, the fear is perhaps they might wind up trading away too much to where they might not be able to win a title even if they do give up Durant because they wind up trading away all the pieces needed to build around them. Yeah, I think when when it comes to Durant, he's he's going to be a net when the season begins. I think the odds are right on making them a near two dollar favorite, depending on where you can find those markets up right now. And you know, the report with Boston started to kind of stoke the flames a little bit more as it had gone quiet for a little bit. But at the end of the day, Greg, like a lot of these teams call, right? All of these teams call about Kevin Durant. And you know, Zach Lowe had a, a, a great way to put it on his podcast last week, which was just. Look, Boston calls. We all know that one Jason Tatum is unavailable. He's not going to be a chip that's going to be shipped off for Kevin Durant. So Jalen Brown's going to be part of that. And the Nets probably tell him, ah, you know, what are you looking at? What do you want to ship off? Or this is what we're looking for. And then outside of that, boom, like that's it. I don't think there's anything realistic that's going to come from that. If you're Boston, you kind of alluded to what the issue would be, right? The Nets reportedly want Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, another rotational piece, potentially Derek White, and draft compensation. And if you're Boston, a team that just lost in the NBA Finals, that, by the way, had an opportunity to go up 3-1 in the NBA Finals this last year, you're not shipping off that much for Kevin Durant. So I think at the end of the day, when you're looking around the landscape and realistically looking at teams that not only have the packages, but teams that he would want to play for, it's pretty much nothing else that's out there right now. So I think at the end of the day, when the season begins, he will be having a Nets uniform on his back. Yep, I do agree with you as well. What we wind up seeing in season, if things wind up going really, really bad for the Nets, that's a little bit TBD at this point. But to your point, I agree with you. I think that he winds up staying with the Nets when it's all said and done coming into the season. And I know that we're coming into this season as well. I know that 
You and Matt have been doing a terrific job on your show with your college preseason top 40. I believe that your team today was Mississippi State clocking in at number 27. And I know you've done a great job with the college football bowl guide, which is now lvcin.com slash subscribe if you're looking for that. But when it came to preparing for the upcoming season, obviously wound up just bringing up an SEC team in Mississippi State. How do you wind up taking a look at some of these teams that are a little bit more in that mid-tier in terms of teams that might have a season win total right around like a 7 to an 8? Because I think that they're the trickiest teams to wind up taking a look at this year because I feel like we've got a good grasp of who the top, we're going to call it, five teams are. But those teams towards the middle, those fringe top 25 teams, I think that it's just going to be really hard to gauge them for the upcoming season. Yeah, I think, you know, you obviously you start with the obvious, like the obvious things, right? You start with returning production. You start with returning quarterback if they have one, coaching changes, things of that nature, and going from there um, and evaluating the returning production at key positions, you know, wide receiver, uh, edge rusher, safety, like a corner. These are like the positions that I think you evaluate as a whole. And then you look at the big picture with some of these teams. Um, but you know, for me, Greg, and I, you know, you cover college basketball to a very deep extent, right? Every single one of these teams, I think when it comes to college sports and this has benefited me quite a bit, which is if you feel like you have a better grasp on a certain conference, then I think there's no harm in focusing on a certain conference money spends the same. And so if you have an edge in a certain conference and consistently bet on that, and you can foray out into the other conferences, obviously. Uh, if you feel like you have an edge in a certain situation. But at the end of the day, you know, I have made my hay a lot in college football following the Mountain West. I'm going to be doing UNLV pregame stuff uh, on local radio here at ESPN Las Vegas. I will have a heavier hand on the side of covering Mountain West football this year personally. And so I'm going to use that to my advantage when it comes to covering that's that league. And so I'm going to follow that league to more of an extent. And because I used to cover it before I started working at VEASAN and I grew up watching UNLV football, an unfortunate existence for all of you who actually, uh, you know, watch college sports in towns that have real college programs. The Mountain West is a league that I'm familiar with. So I'm more comfortable evaluating a lot of the teams in the Mountain West because I get the roster continuity, the turnover, things that have happened between the season and the offseason, what these teams are going to look like in the next year. So I agree with you. In the grand scheme of things for all of these teams, it is generally hard to evaluate some of these teams that are middling around that number. But at the end of the day, we know what the important positions are. We know what returning production looks like, and we have a general sense of what these games are going to be because, hey, there's point spreads out for almost every single one of these games now at this point. You can find and base a certain evaluation of a lot of these teams, not just specifically that you like, but any of them with all that information out there, you know? Yep, I know what you mean, and I know that you've done a great job in terms of basketball as well when it comes to Mountain West, but what I think is also really intriguing about the Mountain West as well is that it feels like there's a pretty big divide between the top four and then the rest, like Boise State. Right now, they're clocking in number one at the odds board, but it's relatively tight between they and Fresno State. Both of those teams look like they're in for very solid seasons, and then you've got Air Force, San Diego State, three and four respectively. After that, feels like there's quite a bit of a drop-off. How do you wind up evaluating the top of the Mountain West? Because Fresno State and San Diego State, it feels like they're the most tried and true programs along with Boise State, who's been a little bit up and down this year. But I feel like Air Force is a team that might be able to surprise some people. And they really were able to do a solid job of being able to establish short of their just smash mouth system last season. And I think that they're one of the more intriguing teams, not just in the Mountain West, but in general outside of the Power of Five and all of college football. Yeah, I agree. I'll say this, starting off with, with the top of the conference, Boise State, I think, is 
as Matt likes to say, a fraudulent favorite or, or a, a weak favorite. Boise State, I think, is is coming off of a 7-5 season. Andy Avalos takes over last year. It's his second year with the program here this year. Uh, but they've got a brutal schedule, a quarterback who is eh, middling to say the best in Hank Bachmeyer, and an offense that I don't think is going to be very good. I think when you see Boise State at the top of a lot of these odds boards when it comes to winning the Mountain West, uh, that is reputation alone. That is not the evaluation of these rosters. Because when you evaluate the rosters, for me, Two teams come up if we're talking about top teams in the Mountain West and top contenders for a Mountain West title. It's Fresno State and it's Air Force, as you mentioned. Uh, the the Bulldogs have a lot coming back. It starts with Jay Kaner. It's a battle-tested team. They went on the road last year as 20-point underdogs against Oregon, covered wire to wire, almost won that game against the Ducks, and then after a home game the next week, went back out on the road to the Rose Bowl, beat then number 13 UCLA, which is coming off a win over LSU. This is a battle-tested team that has been there, done it, has returning production all across the board. Jeff Tedford takes over after a couple of years off. If anybody doesn't remember, Tedford actually led this program from 17 to 19, uh, 2017, not 1917 to 1919, uh, and led them to two Mountain West title games, and they won one of them. So Tedford's going to be right at home with Fresno State. Love the Bulldogs. Bet them to win at the book you're sitting at. You can get them at 3-1. to one. Other spots are pretty low, plus 240. 3-1 to one to win the Mountain West is a price that's worth investing in. And you mentioned Air Force. They are going to be incredible this year. I know you don't think of quarterback play with the Falcons, but Zeke Daniels comes back. He's one of the best quarterbacks they've ever had at the program. He and their fullback combined for over 2,000 yards and 24 touchdowns last year. They're going to be absolutely incredible on the ground yet again. They were a Joe Moore Award finalist, the offensive line was. They only lose one guy from that unit, and their schedule is very, very simple. So I agree with your assessment of Air Force, and I think when we're talking about this at the end of the day, our Mountain West Championship game is going to be Fresno State and Air Force, two teams that are legitimate title contenders and two very good candidates go over their win totals, obviously. Yep, I do think that it's going to be good to see what we wind up getting out of Fresno State, to your point, with Tedford back in the fold for this bunch. I think that it's really going to be able to help them out and. John, we've got about a minute left, and we could talk about this guide for like five hours because you guys did an amazing job with it. But is there a little bit of a long shot that you wound up giving out in the guide that maybe people should take note of? Not so much a long shot, but I'll say this, focusing on the conference again, Greg, they are 28-1, to I think, to win the conference. San Jose State's got a lot going for them this year. They might have the best defense of the conference. They get Chevin Cadero for a Hawaii transfer in a quarterback. Nick Nash returns as well. He's their second-leading passer from a year ago. Brent Brennan's been there. This is his sixth season. Five of the, or excuse me, four of the five seasons they've had losing records, and they won a Mountain West title in the COVID year. I would watch out for the Spartans. They're going to be a very, very good team in the Mountain West this year. And San Jose State, just really across their athletic program, they bring in Tim Miles on the basketball side of things. Yep. They're really investing a lot into it, and a man that invested a lot of time into this college football betting guide and did an amazing job with it. you, John, thank you so much for joining me tonight. Good to talk to you, bud. Always great to have John aboard right here on The Look At And coming up next, we go from football to baseball, taking a look at Friday's games right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. 
Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Today, this is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The college football guide is out right now. Start your football season on the right foot. Our experts profile all 131 teams, including team trends, power rankings, and over-under recommendations in terms of season wins. Plus, you get our total win bets for the season, Heisman hopeful predictions for our teams to be able to make the playoffs, and so much more. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is by being a VEASAN All Access subscriber. Sign up for VEASAN All Access today and get everything that we offer for the entire football season. And the Pro Football Betting Guide is coming out soon as well. Subscribe at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. And... A man that wanted contributing to that wonderful guide, that'd be John Von Tobel. You joined me in the last segment. A big thanks to him for joining me in. We've got to talk a lot about football, get you guys set for the upcoming season. We're going to do a little bit more of it with Chris Rayborn when he joins me, our number three of the show. Does a great job over there at the Action Network, but we also got to give you some sweats for Friday. So let's take a look at the MLB betting board, and we wound up hitting on some American League games a little bit earlier on in the hour. So how about if we wind up going to the National League again? How about if we wind up going with the earliest game on the board for Friday? This is at the top of it, 951-952, the New York Mets. They're on the road facing off against the Miami Marlins, and it is Sandy Day as Sandy Alcantara is going to be on the bump for the fish. And Chris Bassett is going to be looking to have them hook, line, and sinker for the Mets. And when the Mets, we are finding them anywhere between minus 116 and a minus 130. And when it comes to this Miami Marlins team, getting them anywhere between plus 106, seeing as high as a plus 110 with six half to seven being your total on the seven. A lot of juice to see under right now, DraftKings. Most other places currently have a six and a half. So, if you're looking to go under, you probably want to be trying to get a little bit of a look at a 7. And I do like this total under. I did wind up setting my total more around about a 6.3 because 
This is a pair of pitchers that I've been able to do a relatively solid job. Chris Bassett wound up having a little bit of a rocky start to the season, but still giving up three runs or fewer in four out of his last five starts. Has been able to really do a nice job, but not giving out a lot of walks. A little bit over two walks per nine innings. And for Sandy Alcantara, he has went at least six innings in each out of his last 13 starts. He has given up two runs or fewer in 13 out of his last 14 starts. The guy has been absolutely magnificent. He's pitched over 144 innings. That is by far the top mark out there in the league, and he's got a sub-2 ERA. When it comes to league leaders, he is towards the top five in darn near every category, except for really strikeouts. He has not been much of one to wind up getting a whole bunch of swings and misses, which I actually think isn't necessarily the worst thing in the world. You always like to be able to take a look at strikeout props, things of this nature, but when you are able to go a little bit deeper into games, Typically, actually cutting down on the strikeouts a little bit can wind up helping because a lot of these guys are strikeout pitchers. They're also guys that they wind up giving out north of three walks per nine innings. So the 8.3 strikeouts per nine innings, that has actually been very good for Sandy Alcantara. And you just take a look at what he's been able to do, and it's been absolutely masterful. I think that he honestly, at this point, should be in the MVP conversation in the National League because behind him, he's got a bullpen that, for one, it got badly taxed. Because of what wound up happening on Thursday. Dan Castano wound up getting the start. He wound up getting hit by a comebacker. Looks like he's got a little bit of a concussion. He had to leave after recording just two outs. So, bullpen had to throw eight and a third innings. And it's not necessarily ideal. So, probably the best time for it to happen was with Sandy Alcantara going on this day. Because Sandy Day has involved him going seven plus innings in darn near all these starts. Meanwhile, for the Mets... Not like their bullpen has necessarily been dominant either. You've seen Drew Smith have a little bit of a fall if he's got north of a 5 ERA over the last three days. Now, you've got the main closer of this team, and Edwin Diaz doing an absolutely amazing job. And by the way, best walkout song that I've heard out there in really the history of a closer. I put it above Enter Sam, and it's very, very good. But that said, how about the rest of the bullpen being able to shape up a little bit? They're ninth overall in terms of bullpen ERA for the season, but guys like Joey Rodriguez have not been holding up their end of the bargain. Seth Lugo as far north of a three ERA thus far this season as well. He's been looking a tad better recently, but got your question marks there. And with this Mets team, it has been an offense that has been slowing down a little bit recently after they wound up getting a whole bunch of infield singles and just balls in general that wound up finding the right spot. We have seen a little bit of regression now. Getting back the former Miami Marlin in Sterling Marte, he has been able to help out this cause as Marte, he's been able to do a terrific job being able to hit a 300. So that winds up helping move the line for the team. You do have Pete Alonso, who's been able to give the team 26 home runs. He is currently the top dog in terms of RBI in the National League as well. You still have Mark Canna, Brandon Nimmo, guys like this, hanging right around at 265 to 270. And for the Miami Marlins, the thing that you don't like about this team is you might need this to wind up being much like Sandy Alcantara's last start against the New York Mets, where the team was able to win by a count of 2-0, but they wound up having to go to 10 innings because, well, the Miami Marlins were not putting up any runs whatsoever. You currently have Jazz Jerusalem along with Ordea Soler on the full. Both of these guys lead the team in home runs. Now, you do have a pair of guys with 12 home runs in Asus Aguiar and Asus Cruz, so Asus Squared has been able to give you a little bit of power, but when it comes to Cruz, along with, ironically enough, Brian De La Cruz, you're able to throw in there. Jacob Sellings as well. You've got a lot of guys on this roster that's currently hitting at 225 or lower. Jacob Sellings has been not necessarily so great for this team, and you are going to need to have Joey Wendell be able to set things up at the top. He's been able to about a 295 
for the team. So I do think that you're going to be looking at a very low-scoring game. I do think that Chris Bassett is going to be able to do a nice job of holding down the Marlins, but with Sandy Alcantara, I think that he's going to be able to lend a little bit of length. I think that he's going to be able to do just what he's been able to do all season long. Lead this team to victory. Last time he faced off against the Mets, was able to go seven scoreless settings. I could see something very similar here. I'm willing to take the under on a seven for sure on even a six and a half. I'd be taking a look at the under in this spot. And with the Marlins, I felt like they should be the favorite just because I think that Sandy Alcantara could be able to go out there and lend a very good start for this team. So I am looking at the under and I'm going to be taking a look at the Miami Marlins as well. And then when it comes to the National League East, right now you've got the Philadelphia Phillies on Pittsburgh for a series. How about if we go 955-956? It is the Phillies on the road against the Pirates and the Pirates opened up a right around plus 110, plus 115-ish underdog. We've seen this fall to right around a plus 105 in some spots. DraftKings still offering a plus 110. Meanwhile, with the Philadelphia Phillies, we've seen them fall down the board a little bit. DraftKings still has them at a minus 130. I'm seeing other books, even here at Circa, have them as low as a minus 114. And your total on this game is currently anywhere between 8 and 8.5. And if you're finding an 8.5, Heavy juice on the under. If you're finding an eighth, the juice is a little bit more towards the over. And this is a spot where I was seeing some as high as plus 115s on the Pirates, and that will put me on them. If we continue to see this fall with the Philadelphia Phillies down to right around, like I'm seeing at circa minus 114 or less, that would put me on the Philadelphia Phillies. I want to making them the slightest of slight favorites in this spot because Bailey Falter. Well, he has lived up to his aim. He has certainly faltered this year, giving up right around two home runs per nine innings. The command hasn't necessarily been too terrible, but at the same time, it does need a little bit of shaping up. He has been able to give the team eight strikeouts per nine innings, but three plus runs surrendered in each out of his last three starts and just hasn't seen a lot of opportunity in general to be able to take them out. And at the minor league level, they wind up having a relatively good strikeouts per nine rate, but certainly was nothing special. And then Rose Quintana. He has been incredible at home. He's got a 5.22 ERA on the road, but at home, he's been able to post up more of a 2.65 home ERA. So, Jose Q has been able to do a nice job for this team, but with the Pittsburgh Pirates, what is right now the big bugaboo for them is that they just don't have anyone that's able to put bat to ball right now. Yeah, guys like O'Neill Cruz, Greg Mitchell, Gregory Allen, I should say, yeah, Actually, Cal Mitchell is who I'm thinking of for that team. You've also got guys like a Taylor Heineman. So many guys are hitting a 225 or lower for this bunch. That it really mitigates what someone like a Michael Chavis, who's been able to give the team a double-digit amount of homers. He's hitting right around 245 along with Ben Gamble. Brian Reynolds as well have been able to do because just don't have a lot of power in general with the Pirates, especially with Daniel Vogelback getting traded about a week or so ago from this lineup as well. And then for the Philadelphia Phillies, all of a sudden, they are completely lost with the bat as well. Derek Hall has been able to give the team a little bit of power. He's been able to above a 250. And you have been able to have the just home runs from Kyle Schwarber as he's gotten north of 30 this season. But with Kyle Schwarber, he's also hitting for right around a 205. You need a little bit more consistency there. Nick Cassianos is having the worst year that I can remember from. He's got a single-digit amount of homers. He, along JT Riamuto, both hitting in the neighborhood about a 245 to a 255. Yohan Camargo, when he's been out there, he's been a little bit hit or miss. D.D. Gregorius has been hitting below 240, so you don't necessarily have a lot going on there. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, everyone not named Jurisic Familia has been relatively solid in the bullpen. Good news is, if you're betting on the Phillies here, you don't have to worry about Jurisic Familia lighting your run line on fire, much like he wound up doing to betters on Thursday. If you wound up having that, my thoughts and prayers go out to you, because that was absolutely terrible. He wound up giving up five runs, and I think they faced six batters, so... 
That's very hard to do, and somehow, some way, Jurisich Familia found a way to be able to light that game on fire against a Pittsburgh Pirates team that has one of the worst lineups that you are going to see out there, but Craig Knabel has been relatively solid in that seventh inning role. Sir Anthony Dominguez, Brad Hand, they've been able to do a nice job of be able to hold it down, and for the Pittsburgh Pirates, ever since we're going to call it June 16th, so a little bit over the last 40 days, they do have the worst bullpen area out there in the big leagues, but Take a look at their fielding independent. Their fielding independent is more than a full point lower than their ERA. You've got to expect a little bit of positive progression here. So seeing the total between eight and eight and a half, I'm going to take a look at the under with the Phillies. But I'm able to get them right around like a minus 114 or less. I'd be willing to play it if we wind up seeing this go back up with the Pirates north of a plus 115. I'll be willing to take a shot there. Our number two to look at is going to feature my DK Nation pick on the diamond. That's going to be coming up on the other side right here on VSIN Esports Bang Network. What's the guarantee? What's the guarantee? Hey, Derek! What's the guarantee? The biggest pro football contests in Vegas are back. With 12 million in guaranteed prizes. There's two ways to win, and there's no rate. To win, and there's no rate. To win, and there's no rate. To win. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.